I uh, was a bit, well, I don't know if I was surprised about it, but it was um, concerning, certainly, because we've got new numbers that show an alarming spike in opiate overdoses and death in Ontario by as much as 35% in just the first few months of this year. And one of the hardest hit regions is southwestern Ontario in the uh, London, um, you know, London area. And specifically, it's ranked third highest in Ontario when it comes to the rate of overdoses. And certainly in the prevention of it, because they're the ones handing out the most overdose kits. Of the 147,000 publicly funded naloxone kits given out between July of 2017 and June 2018, almost 9,000 were handed out. And if you do the comparisons, that's about a rate of 1,800 per 100,000 people. That's that's big. And now this region is leading the way using a combination of pharmacies and health units to make sure that these kits are getting to those in need. But what are the long-term solution? Shea Dinza is the managing editor, or manager rather, of Sex Health, Middlesex London Health Unit. Good to have you on this Friday. I'm a bit surprised, not surprised, by the spike in opiate deaths and overdoses in just the first uh, chapter of this year. But why is this particular area of Ontario such a hotspot for this? Well, I think I actually think though um there's it's a hot spot it's like an ontario wide problem um unfortunately, particularly around the city of London is you know the high volume of hydromorphone uh currently uh fentanyl mm-hmm. and also a little bit of carfentanil, as well as crystal meth, which is a non-opioid, um, seem to be dominating a bit in our region, and um it's hard to say where um, it comes from. London's kind of situated in an area where there are three different borders. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we also have um, a highway series. Yeah. So I think that, you know, drugs move, right? So we sometimes know if what's coming from what's happening in Sarnia may impact our city or what's happening in Toronto eventually moves to our city. So working very closely with um, different public health units, we're able to kind of you know, understand the trends that are happening and may impact our city as well. I mean, I, I know that when, when we think of these big drug problems, everyone assumes that it is the big markets, the Torontos, the Vancouver's, where these, you know, the epicenters of these are. But I think that's a misconception because often you'll hear that it is small areas, be it Stratford, London, and, and the areas you mentioned, that tend to, to yield some of the more, um, you know, distressing numbers. Yeah, and I think that's important. I mean, it was identified um, back in 2013. London actually had the higher um, overdose rate than the provincial rate, and that's mm-hmm. when it really drew our attention that, wow, there's something really happening here in this city. How are we going to address it? And that's where we started to look at, okay, we need naloxone because, you know, these people are dying, which, you know, is unacceptable. But then also, over the years, we've looked at a bigger picture to address it, because naloxone won't solve the opioid crisis, sure. but at the same time, it will save people's lives. But naloxone has been such a tough, tough fight for all the municipalities, and I'm not sure why uh, the province or the feds have waited so long to get these kits into the hands of, of communities. Is it getting easier to, to get these uh, you know reactionary kits out? I think so. Since we implemented it um, July 2014, um, back then it was injectable naloxone, so not really overly appealing to people who were not comfortable drawing up and injecting someone, right? So I think that that kind of made people a little bit um, uncomfortable. Once they switched over to nasal naloxone, I felt that the uptake was much higher and then expanding it. So I have to say the ministry has really been working very hard 
to ensure that people have access. So yes, they can go to a pharmacy. Yes, now we're, you know, you can get it in certain hospitals that have an emerge department or urgent care. Police carry it, fire carry it. EMS obviously have had it for many, many years um, to use. Um, Shelters in our city have access to it, uh, you know, withdrawal management, outreach teams. So for us, it's been really great in our city because it is much more accessible and people are more comfortable um, administering um, a nasal dose versus an injectable dose. And certainly since it's more a part of the conversation today, sadly, because it's such a, an epidemic now, people are actually starting to learn about it and are willing to take part in, in trying to help. But, you know, you look at the numbers of your particular region. I mean, 8,657 8, kits were handed out by your your unit. That's an enormous uh, number. And you have a combination where you work with the pharmacies. Are you the only region that is kind of doing a, a combination of, of getting these kits to people? Um, no, there's, it's all over um, that pharmacies, um, they started distributing, distributing shortly after public health units, but they, particularly in our area, I mean, they have a 78% um, per, per our population that are distributing um, naloxone kits, which is really great because when, you know, you're looking at the provincial rate, it's about 62. So we are above the Ontario rate. But I think um, in other areas, um, some of them are working just as closely. Um, pharmacies order, they don't, they order it through the ministry separately than us. But I think that we also have um, pharmacies who recognize that there's an opiate crisis mm-hmm. and that they are wanting to play a role in preventing overdoses as well. Are conversations being had with the province about a long-term fix in in that region? Um, I think so. We've taken on the community drug and alcohol strategy in our community um, as as the community does feel that this is um, an opiate crisis. I mean, uh, there's been lots of other, um, you know, other areas that we've looked at. Um, But the province is well aware of what, what the issues are in London and have been working with us to address those issues. But again, it's going to be a longer-term process for sure. And if you had input into that, what would your solution look like? I think, personally, the solution is, is I think we are on the path to that solution. I just think, unfortunately, it's not something that can happen quickly. I think, you know, we have, um, you know, we have a good group, um, a good community that is starting to recognize that this is something that they need to be a part of. And to be a part of it can be, you know, in various forms, right? It's, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got an naloxone kit. Yes, I'm trained and I will help somebody. Or um, there's different support services that, you know, for example, di- addiction services. We will take clients right away. Anybody who's interested in connecting to those programs or if somebody with, wants withdrawal management, such as Suboxone or that, you know, I think all of these organizations working together are helping the client of whatever path they choose, as I think is the most um, important. And I think being supportive of the clients that I think that if they know that there is support out there and that um, they know who to go to to speak to, I think it's very helpful. And I think saving someone's life is first step. I mean, these are human beings. Um, It could be someone's family member. You know, there could be their child. It could be a parent. It could be a brother. It could be a sister. So I think it's really key that, you know, people are recognizing how important it is and that having an naloxone kit can actually save someone's life. All right. Thank you so much, Shea. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us tonight. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. That is uh, Shea Dinza joining us tonight. You know, for all this talk, by the way, we're supposed to call it climate emergency now because now the climate's an emergency. And I ask myself, well, how is the climate an emergency when we've got an opiate crisis killing thousands of people? Shouldn't that be an emergency? The province and the feds have been asked by 
outreach workers and those in this industry declare this thing an emergency. And, and I don't know why they won't do it to address it. The one conversation we're not hearing is, what's, what's the solution long term? You know, what are they going to do long term? Because we can't just keep handing out kits. Yes, they save lives. But we've got to have a long term solution to stamp this out entirely. Here on Point on Global News Radio.